Welcome back to another episode of Blessed is She That Believe. This is season two. We're on episode 15, Finding Purpose. That is the title of this episode. Um, Like always, we're going to go to God with a word of prayer first. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this week. I thank you that this is a week of Thanksgiving, Father, that we don't just use this as the only time to thank you, Father, but we thank you in everything. We are giving thanks in every situation. We give thanks in every circumstance. We give thanks, Father God, no matter how it looks, we give you thanks because no matter what, you are good. And your mercy endures forever. So, Father God, I thank you for each and every listener. I thank you for their friends and their families, anyone connected to them, Father God. I thank you for them, Lord. I thank you so much for your word going forth, unadulterated, Father God. Use your vessel, Lord, to speak your word like rivers of living water, Father God. Just flow through me. Lord Jesus, I pray right now for each and every ear that listens. I pray for each and every heart that is open to receive what you have, Father God. I thank you right now for clearing the airways, letting there be no distractions or delays or interruptions when it comes to this podcast. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. So this is the week of Thanksgiving, y'all. I don't know about you, but this is like my favorite holiday. Um... I love Thanksgiving. It's like, I love fall. I love fall. I love um, the leaves changing color, even though I live in Southeast Georgia. And (laughs) that barely happens because it's warm down here. I do love the fall and everything that it brings with it. Um, It's like a new, it's like a cleansing almost um, because we're coming to the close of a year. We still have some time left, you know, but it's like, this is a time I start reflecting on my year, reflecting on where I have been in a year and starting to look towards next year. Um, I know things didn't go all planned like I wanted them to. And there were some unexpected things that popped up. Like, you know, I had surgery this year. Um, and I got, I had COVID again. So, you know, like it's just stuff, life, you know, life was life in this year, but God is still God and he is still on the throne. Um, so there he's unchangeable. So there's that. But what I have been really, um, questioning you know, and I know a lot of people say you don't post a question. Well, I ask questions because I'm inquisitive. Okay. I've been like that since I was a child, but I have questions, you know, um, like I released my book. Well, I re-released one book and then I wrote another book and released that this year. So basically like two books out in a year. Um, so after that I started, I noticed I got a little antsy and I said, like, okay, so what's next, Lord? Like, what's next? Okay, so these things kind of ended. That's over with now. All right, so what's next? You know, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like, y'all, I was trying to add another job. Like, I literally was about to get another job. That would have been job number three. Okay, I don't know because it's like I need money, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm going into the holiday season. And let me tell you something about being a teacher. 
I don't know about everybody else's district, but um, our district, we get paid. Let's see. The last day the kids are in school before Christmas break, that's when we get when we get paid. We don't get paid again until the end of January, January 31st. So it's a little tight, okay? Um, and being that I've already like in some financial difficulties, um, it's like, uh, huh, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so yeah, and I was like, well, mm, short of doing illegal things, um, <laughs> every teacher has that thought. I don't care what they say. Every teacher has that thought. But it's like, I'm going to have to get another job. I'm going to have to work three jobs. Like, you know, but, and so, therefore, I was like, there has got to, there's no way I have a professional career and I'm struggling like this. Like, there's no way. Like, I need to find something else to do. So, I'm like, I got to find me another job. I need another part-time job, something to get me through the holidays. And did I consult the Lord with this? (laughs) No, I did not. Because... I'm sitting here like, Lord, there's no way you got your girl out here struggling like this. Like, I'm like, why am I struggling? Like, this can't be what you call me to do. There's no way. This is no way you call me to do. But I'm going to tell you something. The Lord is funny to me. And I'm going to tell you why. He has a sense of humor. And it didn't hit me until maybe Friday, Thursday or Friday. I was every it's like it, it it dawned on me every time I asked that question of Lord what am I supposed to be doing a student or a parent comes up to me and say thank you for doing what you do y'all I kid you not and it's been going on for like the past two months because that's how much I've been asking like okay like what am I supposed to be doing this can't be it even though this is the thing I went to school for and I was very upset when I couldn't do it when I when I was taking it took me forever to pass my certification test due to test anxiety and stuff like I'm mad because I can't do it but now that I'm doing it, it's like okay I don't want to do this no more like because this ain't paying enough money so what what am I okay um <laughs> so what else is there for me to do because I this can't be it and every single time the Lord sends somebody to tell me you're right where you're supposed to be i literally had a parent i was in a meeting uh um meeting with a parent and she she looked me dead in my face y'all and she said i think i'm so she said i'm so grateful that you are right where you're supposed to be she said you are right where you're supposed to be and i said well that is confirmation because i was literally just saying that like the night before lord where am i supposed to be because this can't be it you can't have me out here struggling like this this has been going on for two years like what why am i in this drought but seriously she looked at me and she said you are right where you're supposed to be you have helped my child tremendously she said he had he she said he he's out looking for a christmas present for you right now don't tell him i said that that's what she told me she said he's he's trying to find the right present for you because you have encouraged him you have motivated him and he knows that you believe in him and she said that's what has done it for him i i had no words on top of that i 
had two students that I had um, that I taught at different times. They're in um, the sign language class. They uh, their project was to do a video um, thanking someone who they're grateful for, and they chose me, y'all. I was in tears. I was in tears. I I just one of them said thank you for being tough on me because I needed that push. I needed you to be there. One student, she said I was going through so much depression. I had like a burden on me and then I met you and she started crying while she was signing. I <laughs> I don't even know what to say because there's this song. I can't even think of it right now, but there's this song. Um, I know Miranda Curtis is on the track. It was here all the time. That's the name of the song. It was here all the time, but I couldn't see it. It was waiting on me to trust and believe it. The whole time I was looking for my purpose, I'm I'm walking in it. I'm living in it. I'm doing the purpose that God has called me. I'm I'm here, you know. And I couldn't see it. It was right in front of my face and I couldn't see it. And you know, I've been so busy letting situations and circumstances blind me and frustrate me because I can't figure those things out which I'm not supposed to because his ways are higher than my ways and his thoughts are higher than my thoughts and I'm sitting here frustrated about those things so now it's like okay well I need to do something else something that I have control over I look I mess email somebody message somebody about a job in a different county school system because oh that's the exact job I wanted you know like that's the one I want but yeah did you think about you won't have to drive back and forth 45 minutes both one way every single day and be on time <laughs> like no like just trying to do something just trying to make something happen because a circumstance or situation that's beyond my control is happening and I'm frustrated and impatient and I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's going on and I can't figure out what's going on so now I'm trying to figure out well maybe I need to move maybe I need to do this maybe I just need to do no you need to sit and wait <laughs> and a lot of times with finding your purpose it's you wait you're waiting on God and that doesn't mean that you're doing nothing. That's not what that means. <laughs> so, scripture reference is in Psalm 57. Um, Psalm 57, verse 2. I cry out to God most high, to God who will fulfill his purpose for me. Amen. And 
he tells us in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he knows thoughts that he thinks toward us, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give us or to bring us to an expected end. He already, he can see the end from the beginning. He knows where we're supposed to be. And this is for the people who are in Christ. Because the thing is, if you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to find your purpose. You may, and I, you know what, let me take that back. Let me take that back. Because there are some people who are entertainers and that is their per- that is their calling, that is their purpose, and they don't have a lick of Jesus. So the enemy can use your, your talent, your gift for his pleasure, but he's going to suck you dry, basically, and spit you out, as we see in the entertainment industry. But when you choose Jesus, just understand what's done for Christ will last. Anything done for Christ will last. His word is forever. Okay. It's never like you'll be, you'll be long gone. But what you did for Jesus is always, it's going to be here forever. It's going to stand forever. Um, when you have Jesus and you're trying to find your purpose, a lot of people will a lot of people will sit here and say you need to take a class. You need to, you ain't got to do all that. Just read your Bible. <laughs> you don't have to do all of that. They let me tell you something. If somebody is charging you to explain how to find your purpose, listen, they got you. Okay, you you read your Bible. My pastor literally just said that today. That's probably where I'm getting it from. But he, like seriously, read your Bible. Study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay? Read your Bible. Study God's word. He He's going to show you. He's going to, and it's going to be little steps. Just like I told you, every single time. Lord, what is what am I supposed to be doing right now? That's that's the question I've been asking. What am I supposed to be doing right now? Because I know it can't be doing this. What what am I supposed to be doing right now? Every single time. A student comes up. A student comes up or a parent tells me, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and it's random. It's like totally random. Oh, you're Miss Cooper? Thank you so much for doing XYZ. Da, 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 da. Like, I'm so serious. That's how I know. <laughs> that that's Well, that's not how I know. But that's one of the ways I know. He's just reassuring me like, no, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're right where I need you to be. And when it's time for me to move on, when my purpose is done here um, in that area, he'll move me somewhere else. Um, But I know my purpose is I'm a teacher. That's one of my giftings is I'm a teacher. And I mean, look at what I do on this podcast. (laughs) I, I teach, but... Seriously, if you want to know what your purpose, finding your purpose, the Bible says in James chapter one, if you, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, not wavering for he that wavereth is like the sea tossed to and fro. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. So like, cause you have to go to God with faith. That's the other part of the verse. I always miss out. 
You must ask him in faith. So when you ask God, like, Lord, what is my purpose? You ask him in faith, knowing that he's going to answer you. He's going to show you. You have to go with expectation that God is going to answer. Because the Bible tells us that when you pray, he inclines his ear unto you. I love the Lord for he heard my cry. That's what the Bible says. And man, it's like, it's just all of it is coming together right now. It, it always comes together when I'm on a podcast. I'm, I always start seeing it come together. And so, um, the first thing is pray. The second thing is to read your Bible and study. And the third thing is to pay attention, like pray. You also need to pray for discernment too, because just pay attention to what your giftings are. Some people already know what they do, but I'm going to tell you this. People will come up and tell you what your gifts are. People will, will come up and tell you, um, thank you so much. You do that. Cause a lot of times we, we are gifted in areas like somebody may be a gifted speaker. Somebody may be gifted with making wreaths you know it's holiday season you may be gifted with making wreaths you may be gifted with singing you may be gifted with writing whatever it is that you really enjoy doing that you probably would do without getting paid for that's probably a gift of yours um like i would write i would write like i got a box of books sitting on my floor i hadn't sold them nobody bought these books yet but you know what i'm sitting here thinking i think i got another book i could push out <laughs> I love to write. I wrote a whole submission for Hallmark. I'm waiting for them to open up the um the submission thing cuz I love to write and I was feeling like really sad this morning, but when I wrote and got all my feelings expressed and out, man, I felt so much lighter and when I went I kept reading, I was in church, y'all. I felt so bad. I was in church and I wrote that. But I had to get it out because I was like tearing up and stuff. Stupid situations, whatever that's going on that God already has handled. I just got to wait and see how it's going to play out. But (laughs) I'm sitting up here tearing up and stuff. I said, I can't do this. So I opened up a Google Doc, just sat there typing. And when I got done, I was like, wow. But that's something that I love to do, and I I do it without getting paid. Now, don't don't trust me. I want to get paid for what I do. Don't <laughs> don't get it twisted. I want to get paid for what I do. But that's something that I would do without getting paid. Like photography, I'm gift. I, that's a gift of mine too. I take pictures of people. Don't get me wrong. I want I get paid for that. But I would I would do it for free. You know, like I'm not. I would do it for free and do all the editing and stuff like that because I love to do it. I don't love to do it as much as I... I used to love to do it, like, stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning working on pictures, but now it's like, I, mm-mm. I love it, but I don't like doing it all the time unless it's selfies or something that's quick and easy. But um, I'm gifted in that area. But writing, I will stay up and write. <laughs> I will stay up and write. That's just what I love to do. Doing um designing websites. I was still to three, four o'clock in the morning designing the website. If I had to, I will do that. Because I love doing those things. Those are my gifts. 
Teaching, I love doing it. I love doing it. Although I really love my break that I'm having this week. Praise God for the break. But, you know, come Monday morning next week, I mean, it's like I'll feel real bad. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this. This is what I noticed also. I'll feel like really tired, exhausted. I could even be feeling like a little sick. But as soon as those kids come in my classroom, it's like pff, lights, camera, action. Hey, you know, and I'm I'm cutting up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm doing, I'm teaching, I'm doing my thing, and I could be feeling bad. But I, it's like I have this energy that I did not have before. It's like that's that's how I know that's what I'm called to do is to teach. Because anytime I have to teach, it's like I get this energy to just do it. Um. So what is it that, like, you have to, like, kind of step back and look at what you do. Not, not that you go to work and, no, what is it that you really do? What's your passion? What do you love to do that somebody, if they ask you to do it, you would do it without thinking? I also love to cook. I love to cook. Um, Friday, we had a little celebration day. Like, y'all, I teach high school students, Okay. <laughs> but Miss Cooper made brownies and macaroni and cheese for her her babies, her her big babies. I had kids from like two years ago come back <laughs> to my classroom. I hadn't seen these kids. Come, Miss Cooper, you got some macaroni and cheese. All right, but I love to cook. That's just something I love to do. Now I'm not gonna open a restaurant. I'm not like a cook like that, but to just feed people yeah i love doing it i love it that's just something i love to do but my purpose my purpose i'm walking in it i'm teaching you know i i enjoy it i enjoy explaining stuff and like i told my students i said i teach y'all the content that you have to know i said but i i teach it in a way that you can use it for life because that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm an educator. I educate you in things that you do not have knowledge of. It just happens to come through English. And I said, with English, every other profession is born because you have to have it. That's just how it is. And um, I, I love what my favorite thing about coming to the close of a semester is my students are more enlightened because now they see that everything I had them do for the whole semester was not a waste of their time. Now they see Miss Cooper was actually teaching us a lot of stuff. Now I don't want to leave her class because I had fun in here. It was hard, but I made it. Like, they start they're starting to have those looks on their face like we went through a lot of stuff in Miss Cooper class. We, she she really walked dog on us, but we came out on the other side like she said we would. Like they they're starting to see it and it's like it's it always happens at the end of the semester. And I think a lot of times we're like that on this walk, on this walk with Jesus. It's like we don't see anything until we're on the other side of it and then when we look back we're like oh oh 
So that's why I had to go through that because it did this. Just like how, I mean, I'll never forget. Like I was a parapro in a special education classroom for three years and I loved it. But then it, it became a point. I loved it at the beginning because I just knew I wasn't going to be there that long. But lo and behold, I was there for three years. <laughs> I was there for three years. So somewhere in between the second year, the middle of it, I was sick of it. It was not that I was sick of the kids or anything like that. It's just I was worn out because I worked with um, nonverbal, severe autistic students who can be violent at times. And I love them. I love those kids because um, they taught me so much to help me grow up. That's how I learned. Let me tell y'all something. I learned so much in that classroom working as a parapro than I have ever learned in college. <laughs> because there's no way I would have learned how to read body language. The students can't talk. So they can't express when they're having a bad day. They can't express when they aren't feeling well or when they're upset. They can't express that through words, but they express it in other ways. So I had to learn fast. Okay, when she looks like that, we already know what kind of day we're going to have. When he looks like that, okay, he's sad, he's upset. You know, so I had to learn body language real fast, but that also carried over into the next job I got after that, which was being a secretary. I could read people when they come come up to the window. I could read when parents were mad so I could judge what I needed to say. I could encourage them or something like that. You know how many parents I had telling me all their business at the window? And then they go, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I don't know why either. But go on. I mean, if if you're not feeling it, let's just talk about it. You know, I had students come into my office just to talk to me. And I helped them with their papers. I helped them with projects. Like, all because of the training I received in that um, position as a parapro. So, I also learned how to write IEPs, which is what special education teachers do, which I was a special education teacher for five years. So, I was able to do that because I learned how to do it watching my lead teacher work on IEPs. And she explained everything to me. She said, this has to go here. So when we do that, da 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 She explained everything in detail. So I knew how to do that when I stepped into a special education teaching position, even though that's not what I went to school for. So it was like, I got all my training, but in the middle of it, I hated what I was doing. I hated it because I said, this is not what I went to school for. I almost went back to school to be a nurse. But <laughs> I, I, I seriously did because we did so much stuff that was like medical. And my lead teacher was, um, she was an RN before she became a teacher. So she, she already had the medical background training and I ended up going back to school to get my master's degree in public administration. Um, simply because of the fact of, I, I want more money and I'm not going to be here that long. But I said, when I graduated from college, I was never going back to school. <laughs> so in the waiting of the transition between parapro to secretary or you know to become a teacher on that road to become a teacher i went to school 
I didn't want to do that when I graduated from school the first time, but it's like the Lord allowed me to be in that position of being a parapro. So that way I could have time to go back to school. I, I didn't have any other responsibilities, but school and work. I wasn't in charge of a classroom. So, you know, a lot of the stress that would have stressed me out, I missed it because I was a parapro. Um, even though I did have my first panic attack while I was in grad school because it did get stressful. But I thank God that I wasn't like the lead teacher because that would have been more stress. I'd have been in charge of, of IEPs and meetings and doing all this stuff. So I didn't even have to worry about those things. Um, so I took, I was able to take the time that I needed to recover, to recruit. Um, I just, I mean, looking back on my life, everything that I went through as far as work prepared me to do what I do now. It gave me the experience that I needed because had I would have graduated from undergrad and going straight into teaching high school, I probably would have got fired. Because I would have had no classroom management. Because a lot of the students think I'm in my early 20s now. Praise God. Praise God. He'll renew your your strength like the eagles. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> a lot of the kids think I'm in my 20s. They don't believe I'm I'm older than their, their parents. They don't believe I'm the same age as their parents. Um, and I'm like, yes, I am. We graduated. Me and your mama graduated together. I know your mama. She graduated after me. Or she graduated a year before me. You know what I'm saying? So they don't even think. But when I graduated from college, oh, I look just like a, some of the adults at the school that I work at now. They they have to look twice. Like, Miss Cooper, is that you? And I'm, you know, and the crazy thing is, I have on professional clothes. Like I'm not dressed like the kids. <laughs> I have on professional clothes and sometimes I still get mistaken as a student, which is, you know, it's a blessing. Praise God. So it's like, um, I thank God, even though it was so hard, it was so hard. <laughs> Y'all, I cried a lot of times, but I'm so grateful that he took me on that road because it led me here. And that's you, you, and it's like I walked into it and didn't even realize I was walking into it. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of times it's just our obedience to His will for our life. You have to be obedient to God. Like, I have a friend and I'm praying for him. Bless his little heart. <laughs> I hope he don't hear this. I mean, if he listens to it, that's fine, but bless your heart, sir. Um, <laughs> he very talented, very, oh my gosh, I can't even, I, I have no words for how talented he is. He's very, that's, that's all I have is he's very talented in a lot of different aspects. Um, however, and he, and he loves God. He loves the Lord. He fasts and he prays. Um, when he needs to connect, get closer to the Lord, he fasts and he prays and he, you know, but <laughs> he'll, he'll get mad at me if he hears this, but he and I had a conversation one time we went and got something to eat and 
he was telling me all of his plans, all of his plans, all his plans. And I'm like, I, you know, I was listening as I was eating my chicken tenders. I was like, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when he got done, I said, so did you ask the Lord if that was okay for you to do that? And he got so quiet. <laughs> and I said, no, you didn't. I know you didn't because I did the same thing when I was your age. Because he's like a couple years younger than me. So I was like, I did the same thing when I was your age. I just made plans and went. I said, don't, don't be like me. I said, because I'm just now realizing how important it is to ask God to ask him for direction and guidance because the Bible says there is a way that seems right unto a man but the end thereof is the way of death like that's serious because and he said well what's wrong with me having a nice house and a nice car I said there's nothing wrong with that but you have to give your plans over to the Lord because a man may plan his way but God orders his steps that's how it works we all have plans. We all have desires. We all have things that we want to do. But is that God's best for you? God wants his absolute best for you. And he can't allow you to walk in it when you're being disobedient by doing your own thing. It says, trust in the Lord and all with all your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Like, that's the word. Like, I mean, he, he, he was like, um, well, how do I do it? You know? Okay. First of all, it's not like a quick get rich quick scheme thing. Okay. There's, I can tell you how to do it, but the first thing, first thing first is to submit. You have to submit your will over to God. Same thing as finding your purpose. You have to submit your will to God because a lot of times, I tell you this. I worked with this man who was in the business industry. I think he was a bio engineer, chemist. Some he did something like that with science in the business sector. Like he knew people on the government level, and when I say government, I mean federal government level. He knew them by first name, and he became a teacher. And I'm looking at this dude like, you gave up all that money to do this with these screaming kids? Because at that time, I was a special ed education teacher at an elementary school. And I'm saying like, you got to be outside your mind. Like, what's wrong with you? You got like five kids. <laughs> what's wrong? You and wife got five kids. You left that to come do this? And he said, this is what I love. I love doing this. He found his purpose. Y'all. I mean, it's a it's a lady who works at the high school with me. She owned her own business, like her own company, and was making bank, y'all. Like she told me, like she was making bank. I said, "Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here?" She said, "This is what I love doing. I love doing this." She said, "It got to the point where I was working my business. It's like, why am I doing this?" She said, I love doing this. I love teaching and educating students. And I, it always confused me. <laughs> but people look at me and go, Stephanie, you got three degrees. Why are you teaching? Why aren't you doing something else? Why aren't you doing 
And I'm like, because I love doing it. And, and to be honest, like, that's my answer. I love doing this. I'm crazy enough to love to do this. So, the thing is, <laughs> it's the same thing with our walk, with our faith walk, with Jesus. Why do you love Jesus? Because I love him. And I, I'm going to stand beside him. You know, like, I can't imagine doing anything else. When I think about the heartache and the pain that I went through without him, I can't. Oof. Mm. When I think about how miserable I was without him, when I think about how I was just, like, lost without him, why would I choose anything else? So it's, like, the same thing. <laughs> in a sense but when you choose Jesus Jeremiah 33 and 3 I have to I have to go there because oh man that was that's a good scripture um Jeremiah 33 and 3 that's how I know it because all the threes (laughs) it's easy to remember um Jeremiah 33 and 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which you knowest not. Says in a New Living Translation, ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. When you call upon the Lord and ask him, Lord, show me what my purpose is. Show me why you put me here in this earth. He is going to be more than excited to show you. He's going to be more than excited to tell you. And you better get ready because he is going to send that answer fast. Like he's going to start showing it to you. And it's not going to come like on a spaceship or a star. It's not going to be like a sign in the sky. This is why you're here. So-and-so. No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be very subtle. Like I told you, I asked the Lord, okay, what, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And then people sending you know kids doing this kids coming by thank you miss cooper thank you miss cooper this is what i'm supposed to be doing you have to be aware that your answer is not going to come the way you expect it to come god is not going to light up the sky (laughs) with a monologue of what you're supposed to be doing like he's not going to light up the sky you have to be aware and open to it um i knew i was supposed to start my business even though my business, you know, it always is dormant right now. It's like, okay, whatever. But I knew I was supposed to start my business because I kept getting people coming to me asking me if I knew how to do flyers, asking me if I knew how to do resumes, asking me if I knew how to design websites. And it was back to back. He was sending people to me. And I said, okay, got the message. I need to start a business. So your answer is not going to come the way you expect it. So just be prepared for that. Okay, just be prepared for that. So back to this countdown list. I can't even remember what order I said everything in, but um, I know number one was pray. Number two, read your word. Number three, probably you know, pray for discernment. Pray to be more aware. So when he sends the answer, you'll know exactly that's the, that's the confirmation you needed. Um. Number four, find out what you're passionate about. 
because it's through your passions that you'll find your purpose. Find out what you're passionate about. Number five, be obedient. Because like I said, if you're in disobedience, which disobedience is not choosing his son, Jesus Christ. Um, and that's not just for people who are not following Jesus. That's people who are following Jesus. You, when you don't, when you're sinning, you're not choosing Jesus. So therefore you're in disobedience. Um, be obedient to what he has told you to do. Don't go off to wherever you think you need to go until you consulted the Lord first. Uh, like David, King David, King David did not, <laughs> he did not go to that, um, to the palace until he was fetched. They, when Saul, Saul sent for him and I'm a, t- Ooh, mm. I cannot remember the scripture reference, but I do remember cause I, I remember reading it and, and studying it. David was the shepherd boy first, right? So his dad told him to go because this is when Goliath shows up on the scene. His brothers were in, were the sol- were soldiers. So his dad sent David to the battlefield to give his brother some food. So of course, while he was there, you know, he fought Goliath and, you know, he triumphed. But David didn't go to the palace from there. David went back to the fields to work on the sheep. Because guess what? That was his purpose for that season. He was a shepherd boy for that season. That So that was his purpose. Oh, y'all. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. A lot of us get in trouble when we try to step outside of our purpose to do something else that we believe that we're supposed to be doing right then. And that's not what God called us to do. for that moment so okay let me explain a little bit further let's say you go to a revival service or you're just in a church service and someone prays for you and they they speak a word over you and you know nothing bad it's a word the word the lord used that person to speak a word over you you're gonna be doing this okay that does not mean that you're going to be doing whatever the Lord told you to do like the next day. That does not mean you need to go to your job and say, look, I quit because thus saith the Lord. No, that is not what that means. You don't know. That could be for like 20 years later. That could be 40 years later. I mean, it could be the next day. But until the Lord moves you, until he sins for you, you stay put and you continue doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that's what David did. He went right back to the field. Oh, the Goliath's dead. Okay. He went back to the field. It wasn't until um the evil spirit started visiting Saul and he couldn't find any peace. Saul's servants said that Jesse had a son who could play the harp really well. He was anointed in that. See, you don't know who's watching you. That's the thing. You don't know who is watching you. So this is why no matter where you are, whether you are working at McDonald's, sweeping up the floor, you don't know who's watching you. So you need to make sure that you rejoice in everything you give thanks. Mm. 
and everything you give thanks that scripture everything is everything is separated it's everything in everything not in everything in everything and it's written that way because it means the minute the most minute thing that you could possibly think of give thanks for it what doesn't matter whatever the situation in every little tiny situation every detail of that situation you give thanks for it. like you if you got to ring people up you the red cash register at chick-fil-a you ring up irate people you smile and say my pleasure <laughs> you don't know who's watching you you could have just been um in front of a TV director and your dream was always your passion was is acting and you just helped the TV director and the TV director noticed your smile was great hey you know what I need you have you ever thought about acting you you don't know you don't know who's watching you don't know who's listening to your conversations those times you go to the back and you complaining about it you don't know who walking by the door your boss could have just walked by the door. It's like, oh, well, I was going to give her a promotion. I can't have nobody that's negative like that being a manager. You don't know. So it wasn't until the servants of Saul told Saul about David that David was sent for. David was fetched from the fields to go to the palace. That's how. Okay. Don't believe me. Let me tell you let me tell you another anecdote, little story here. So <laughs> um it was about time for me to leave uh the elementary school I was in. It was getting a little let's just say it was time for me to leave because I don't know who's listening. Y'all y'all be running stuff back. I tell the whole story. Anyway, <laughs> but it was time for me to leave. I, I knew it. I felt it in my spirit for months. I was like, yeah, this is this is about to be my last year. You know, it's it's fine. You know, so I applied at, because we only have two high schools here. One is my alma mater. The other one is the school I work at now. Um, so I applied at my alma mater. And because somebody told me it was a position opening and I needed to apply. And I was like, okay, cool. I work there. Like, you know, because that's where I worked. That's where I actually started in the school system was at my alma mater and, uh, as a parapro and then a secretary. So I left in 2015 to go be a special education teacher. And I tell you what, when I left, them people were mad. It was so many mad parents when I, because <laughs> they were used to me. Y'all, I sat at that window checking kids in and out, doing, you know, front office secretary. I saw maybe three, like there are families I saw walk through those doors. You you hear me like three, four siblings back to back to back to back. <laughs> so the parents coming in like, wait a minute, where's Miss Cooper? Where's Miss Stephanie? Why is she not here? She got to see my babies graduate. Like all of my babies have gone through her. Where is she? You know what I'm saying? So it was like that. Um, so yeah. I applied there. I was like, okay, I'll go back. I'll go back and work there. And I was like, oh, I got this position. I know the principal because he grad. That's my um. That the principal is the son of 
my former principal when I was at high school, my principal retired um, when I graduated. And his younger son is my classmate. So this is the older son who graduated two years before me and his brother. So I'm like, oh, I got this job. I already know I got it. I still got all my um, shirts from the school. I, I ain't got to worry about nothing to wear. You know, like I got stuff. Y'all. Nope. <laughs> Did not. I messaged him on Facebook. Like, we friends on Facebook. I'm like, we friends on Facebook. How you emailed him? He responded to email. Okay, that's great. I'll let you know something. Da 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 da. I ain't hear not nan word. <laughs> if you're not from the South, nan means nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay? I heard not nan word <laughs> from him. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So I said, well, Lord, you know, everything that's been going on here at this school with me and everything. Um, so if I got to stay another year, I'll stay another year. If this is where you, you need me, I'll be here. It was, I think it was the following. Cause that was a Friday when we left. Cause that's, I think that's when school got out or whatever. It wasn't too long after school got out. Like I want to say it was maybe a week. I had just opened my eyes. It's it's like seven o'clock in the morning. My phone is buzzing like two minutes after I open my eyes. I said, "Who is calling me at seven some seven o two a.m. Eastern Standard Time?" I answered the phone and <laughs> you still got you know how you wake up in the morning and you got that husky voice. I was like, "Hello." <laughs> One of my assistant principals now, she's the assistant principal of instruction. She's on the other line, on the other end of the phone. She's like, Miss Cooper, this is so and so, so and so from so and so, so and so. And we got your application for that. I said, I didn't apply to y'all. <laughs> she's like, I know, I know, but we really would like to have you here. <laughs> and I'm sitting here in my head, so I ain't going over there. Now, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to give you a little backstory about this position. The position I'm in now is the English teaching position, right? So, when it was, let's see, where are we? I went to high school in 2020. Okay, so fall fall 2019. So, this is before COVID. Fall 2019, there was a position open at the school that I'm currently working in there was an English teaching position open it had been sitting there for the longest time I said I'm not applying for that that's not where I went to school I can't work over there can't wear those colors <laughs> like you have to understand where I am I'm in Brunswick Georgia so we have a crosstown rivalry um, between the two high schools and it's a big deal basketball football any kind of sport it's crosstown rivalry, okay? So I'm sitting here like, I can't work over there. I can't wear those colors. <laughs> my godmother, who goes to my church, she said, Hey, it's an English teacher. I'm not working there. It just cut off. I'm not working there. Mm -mm. She said, Why? That's what you. I said, I don't want to. Uh uh. No, I can't go over there. No, I'm not doing that. So. <laughs> 
that position was open for the longest time. So while I'm getting, she, so the assistant principal asked me if I want to do a phone interview. And I was like, I can't work. I heard the Holy Spirit say, if you go back, it's going to be worse than where, what it was when you left. I said, okay. Yeah, I'll do that phone interview. <laughs> I'll do the phone interview. So I did the phone interview, which, you know, it was a um, virtual phone interview. And she and another assistant principal, which that assistant principal was on her way out. She was retiring. But let me tell you how this worked. Remember I told you about David. David went back to the fields, right? The assistant principal who was retiring, her daughter worked at the elementary school where I was, but she didn't work there when I worked there. My mom worked at the elementary school before I did. So she loved my mom a lot. And I ended up working with her during the summer uh, for one of the special education summer school things. I didn't work with her like in the same classroom. But she saw the way I operated. She saw how I was. She saw my character. She saw whatever the Holy Spirit showed her. And she remembered me and told mom, told her mama, who was the assistant principal on the way out, hey, y'all need to get her. Y'all need to hire her. She would be great. Because, see, they had a special education position open and an English teaching position open. So, her mom, while I was getting interviewed, said, my daughter is so-and-so. And she told me to get in contact with you. When I saw your name come up on the thing that you were, um, your application, I knew immediately we needed to snatch you up. Y'all. <laughs> and then, let me tell you how crazy this is. The assistant principal of instruction, her mom worked in the elementary school that I was working at in the same grade level that I worked in. When we started the school year that year, I had the choice to work with her or another teacher. I chose the other teacher because I figured it would be a little bit more flexibility with the students, you know, because I was working with special education. So I could have actually worked with her, but she saw she saw me working and stuff. So she told her daughter about me. This is why it's so important. It's so important that you carry yourself in a well-respected way according to what God has called you to be, according to who God has told you you are. You, you have to walk according to the will of God for your life because you don't know who's watching you. You don't know who's watching you and you don't know how it's going to come back to you. <laughs> When I think about it now, it's crazy. So while I was on that phone interview, the assistant principal of instruction, she asked me, she said, you know, I know we're interviewing you for the special education teacher position, but do you want to do the English teacher position? Because you're an English teacher. So I, I got offered a different position while I was on the phone. So I said, you know what? No, let me do. It's going to be my first year in high school. Let me be a special education teacher first. And then, you know, we'll see where it happened. Well, at the end of the year, guess what? I got offered an English teaching position because one came open and I walked right into it. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how all of this happened. Um, and that was crazy. 
But yeah, it's that's how you find it. Listen. <laughs> you it's not all it's not all on you. God uses whomever he wants. Everybody's a vessel. Everybody's a vessel. The Lord uses whomever he wants. He used the donkey. If you go read the Bible, he used the donkey. He used the donkey one time and the donkey talked. Don't believe me? Read the Bible because it's in there. No, no, no lies. No cap. <laughs> As my students say, no cap. Um, he uses whomever he, he pleases to get his will done. So for me to sit here and go, well, Lord, what I'm supposed to be doing now is kind of for me, it's a, it's almost like, dog, Stephanie, you don't even realize everything that happened for you to get here. So me talking about it with y'all is actually making me go, oh my gosh, like I'm really supposed to be where I'm, where I am. There's no doubt in my mind, like this is where I'm supposed to be. And until the Lord sends for me to go somewhere else, then this is where I stay. Because I mean, just telling that part, I forgot about that. In Psalm, I can't even remember if it's, I think it's Psalm 94, I think. No, 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 it's not, it's not. It's Psalm 103, 105, 102. It's one of, it's, I think it's Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That was a benefit. <laughs> that was a benefit. Like, oh my gosh, I'm just sitting here. Wow. <laughs> wow, I didn't even Think about it. I forgot about that and didn't even think about it because a lot of times the Lord loads us up daily with benefits and the, and the word of God tells us that he loads us up daily with benefits. We forget stuff. This is why we have to go. He says for getting out all his benefits. We have to go back and remember things because we get hit with so much stuff every day. It's easy to forget everything that God has done for us. And how he has lined us up to do his will. We're literally pawns. Okay. He uses us. He pushes us and, put, and positions us. So that way his will can get done. So he can get the glory. And at the end of the day. I have to ask myself. Why do you want to do something else? Is what you want to do going to bring glory to God? Or is it going to bring glory to yourself? Because if it's going to bring glory to yourself. Then no. No, it's not. Mm -mm. We're not doing that. So that's what everything, though. That's what everything. So when find, you're looking for your purpose, you're trying to figure out why are you here. I would say read Isaiah 43 through 46. Read those chapters. Um, and know that God has so much in store for you. It may not seem like anything is happening. But you don't know what he's positioning you for. Like today um, at my church, I do, y'all, I do a lot of stuff in my church. I'm not bragging or anything like that. It's just, I do a lot of stuff in my church. Like we're, we're a small ministry, but I do a lot of stuff. And it's like, when I sit and think about everything I do, it's like, my gosh, this is like a 10 person job right here. Um, <laughs> So I, I have been in the music ministry since I was 12. So I'm 37. Um, that's like 25 years. 
Yeah, it's 25 years. Wow, that's crazy. I feel old. <laughs> so I've been in music ministry for 25 years. I mean, I started off with the overhead projector <laughs> for praise and worship. Um, graduated to using the projector and the PowerPoint slides. Um, so when we got our new sanctuary, which is behind our old sanctuary, we just built one and um that was in 2015. Was that 2015? No, no, no. That was 2010. 2010, I think. It was somewhere around. I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> um we had of course everything was updated, upgraded, you know. However, um I was operating three screens with for praise and worship, doing the lights. Um and then when the music tech when he got sick and stuff i had to stand in but i had already been learning how to do the board do the music the board for the music and stuff so when 2020 happened i did all of it i did the board i was doing the streaming the lights um nobody was there so we didn't have praise and worship but i was doing all of that i was running all the equipment by myself and so i that's how it's been for like three, four years now. And now we have, of course, now we have um, people helping and stuff. But today, because last week I got sick. Um, last Sunday I got sick. My blood pressure went up. I got um, vaccinated with two vaccines at the same time. So with me having COVID earlier, that, well, in September, my blood pressure has been wonky ever since. Praise God that it is stabilizing, but it still spikes at times and I have to watch it and make sure. But I will say this on a side note, it's making me work out. I tell you that because it goes down when I work out. Imagine that. <laughs> so all of the excuses are, oh, I'm tired. No, I have no excuse. I can't. I can't because if I don't work out, it's going to go back up. So I have to be consistent in working out. I have to be consistent with my eating. Although I did have a mini blizzard before I got on here in a cheeseburger because I wanted to eat that and I did, but I also went walking. It's called balance. All right, leave me alone. Stop judging me because I feel y'all judging me. Um, <laughs> so anyway, last Sunday, I had to leave right when praise and worship was getting ready to start. Like my blood pressure was through the roof. Okay. I was not feeling well. My mom said my eyes were red. Okay. Um, so I had to go to the hospital and get checked out. Praise God. They said my heart was fine. EKG, everything was fine. Praise God. Um, but that left them in a bind at church because the person who knows, the other person who knows how to do the board, he was at work and my pastor knows how to do the board, but to have that thrown on you at the last minute like that, it was like, ah, so today I found out that I'm no longer on the board. And I was like, dog, like I had kicked, I'm getting punished because I was sick. But, but let me tell you how this worked. I was like, I told my pastor back in 2021, I was like, hey, we got to start getting people on the board. We got to start training people because I'm not going to be doing this too much longer. Don't know where that came from, but. <laughs> 
it just came out. I said, I'm probably going to be getting married pretty soon, you know, and um, I ain't going to be able to do all this. By my, I, I can't. I'm going to have to step down because I'm going to have a family. I got, the Bible says, your first ministry is your household. So I got to minister to the household first <laughs> before I try and do all this stuff. You know, and of course, we were, you know, laughing and joking and stuff, but I was serious, you know. So, yeah. I was like, dog, I'm not on the board anymore. But the Holy Spirit used my mama and said, but that's what you've been praying for, is that somebody else come and take over so that way it frees you up. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. But I can't help but think, wow, look how the Lord used me all of this time to be a blessing to others, to minister music for worship. You know, not it's not me, but he used me as a vessel for that time. For, so I was fulfilling the purpose that he had for me at that time. So now it's time for somebody else to do it. So I'm sitting here like low-key excited because I'm like, okay, what what is the Lord getting ready to do? Because I just felt like a shift just occurred. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what's getting ready to happen? Like, So I'm low-key excited. Cause it's, but see, you can't see it that way if you don't have discernment, which is why you have to pray for discernment when you pray and ask God, what is my purpose for this season? Or what is my purpose? Why do you have me down here for my life? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do in the earth realm through me? Like you have to also pray for discernment and wisdom. And also, um, in Proverbs 11, it says in verse 14, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. You need to also have people around you who know the word of God, who are women, men and women of God, who will be able to help guide you on this journey. Like my pastor is like another father to me. Okay. So he, <laughs> he comes at it like my pastor, but also a dad. So he he helps guide me and he gives me wisdom with certain things. Um, I have close friends. I have two really close friends who, well, three really close friends who speak the word of God um, over me. Three women of God, like, well, actually four. I'm sorry. Four. It's four. Four women of God who, who encourage me through the word. I, and the funny thing is, I don't even get a chance to talk to them all the time because we're all busy doing and working our purpose. So... There's that. Um, but yeah, you need wisdom. You need people who are praying for you, who are in your corner, who are not um, seeking to destroy you. You need real men and women of God. You know, iron sharpens iron. And like you, you need people like that in your corner. So huh, that was a lot. <laughs> so. With finding purpose, you need to make sure that you're being, number one, first priority is be obedient. Make sure you have Jesus as the center of your life. If you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you need to do so like ASAP. You don't know when he coming back. Furthermore, you don't know when your appointed time to leave this earth is. And I hate to be a little dreary right there, but hey, it is the truth. You need to make sure that you have Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's first and foremost. Secondly, you need to pray and ask God. Seek his face. Ask him. You need to study. The next thing is study the word of God. Study the word of God. 
four, pray for discernment. Pray that God gives you his spirit of discernment. Um, five, you need to submit and be obedient. I think I might've said that already, but be obedient. Like if he told you to do one thing, do that. That that's probably the thing that he's asking you to do is more than likely going to lead you to your purpose. And the more you fight him on it, first of all, you're not going to win. Second of all, you're not going to win. Third of all, you're not going to win. <laughs> you fighting him on it is going to prolong the time. I mean, he will redeem the time, but you're wasting time. You're kicking against the pricks. Okay. Um, next you need to surround yourself with people, men and women of God, people who know the word and who are going to be praying with you and not P-R-E-Y-I-N-G on you, not praying on you, but praying with you. Okay. So like that's, that's all I have today. And just no matter where you are, even if you feel like, man, I'm tired of making these fries at this restaurant or I'm, I don't want to be the custodian or whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you are in everything, give thanks for that is the will of God for your life in everything. Give thanks because when you are giving God the praise, when you're, when you're worshiping him, when you're giving him thanks, when you're, when you're just grateful and you have a spirit of gratitude, you can't complain because gratification or gratitude and complaining can't go together. It just can't. <laughs> it can't coexist. So make sure that even if you feel like where you are is not part of God's purpose, which you don't know that because his ways are higher than your ways and your his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Even if you feel like it's insignificant, do it with a grateful heart. Do it as unto the Lord. I promise you, you'll see things that you never thought you were going to see. Just like it says in Jeremiah 33 and three, call upon me, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things, which you know not. I promise you he will. All right. That's all I have. I hope y'all have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. If you don't have any family around, surround yourself with people that love you, people who love you, people who are there for you. Surround yourself with those people. Give back. Um, Go and and hand out dinners and stuff like that. Like that's that's what I've done for the past two years. Um, I go and help out local organizations by passing out turkeys and collard greens and stuff like that to the um, less advantaged uh, people, and um, which I want to say less advantaged people, I, people who need food. You know, people who might be in a rough spot. Um, I do that and. I mean, just, it's a lot of ways that helps me stay humble. That helps me to remember to be grateful for everything I have. Even if I don't have any money in my account, which I don't, but praise God. I praise God. I have a roof over my head. Bills are paid. Praise God. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though your situation may not be what you want it to be, when you go and give yourself and your time to others in situations that are worse than yours, you realize real quick how grateful you you need to be. So I pray that y'all have a grateful week, um, a week full of love, laughter, and food. And I will talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Bye.